Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we got something special today on Advantage Connors. We have one of the all-time greats in baseball as a guest, and he looks a little something like you, Pops. What do you think? Yeah. You well, listen, to be compared to this uh, this gentleman, Pete Rose, uh, to have him on the show and, and to be compared to him throughout the course of my career, and not only for our haircut, which was... Um, <laughs> oh well that that was back in the day let's uh, think of that but but even more so the attitude and the passion and the love for what we did anytime pete said uh, that compared me to pete uh, i walked out of there with the biggest grin on my face because he brought me into baseball pete rose so glad to have you on advantage counters let, let me ask you a question jimbo okay um i don't know about your sport um well, I, I watch it. I mean, I used to play it five days a week, but uh, your sport hasn't changed as much as my sport has changed. To be honest with you, I hate to say this, but my my sport's kind of boring. Baseball has made uh, the baseball game boring for us as fans. I think your sport is still very popular and the players are very good. Do you agree with that or disagree? No, I, I agree. Uh, you know, you know, I, I said that you brought me into the game and, and the reason being is because of the way you played, you went out there and gave it everything. It didn't matter if it was the first, the first inning, the, you know, the 15th inning, if you were exhausted, you were still, you know, I mean, that's your nickname, right? Charlie hustle. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and, and I look at that and, and I look back at the time, I, you know, that, that didn't go over so well with, a you know, with a lot of the people you being Correct. like that, did it? Yeah. We were hot dogs. Well, yeah. that's what they were saying. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you were pretty, uh, uh, fortunate. I think, uh, when you were playing at the, at the best to have competition like McEnroe, you know, you guys were, you know, uh, you guys were the best and you guys had battles. And uh, you could tell that 
you probably liked each other, but when you played, you looked like you hated each other. Well, I think, I think it went further than that. I think that even went off the court too. (laughs) (laughs) Did, did you, did you have guys like that? Uh, No, but we always, we always wanted to beat the Dodgers because Mm -hmm. the Reds and the Dodgers were in the same division. Right. It seemed like every year we didn't win, the Dodgers would win. And, uh, but I didn't really hate anybody when I played, you know, I hated pitchers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know who you would hate in your game. I guess a guy with 110 mountain hour serve. I mean, that's a guy you would hate, but, uh, uh, you know, I respected the players, but when I played the game, I wanted to beat their ass. Yeah, so exactly. I'm like you, all I want to do is win. That's all I preach today. Jimmy is win, win, get kids to understand the importance of winning and losing. How much better you feel when you win, when you accomplish something, you feel better. Okay. Sports are for winners. Right. You can, you can either be a winner or you can be a loser. You can either be positive or negative. I don't want losing negative people on my team. Even when I manage the Reds, I try to create positive winning type people. If you got that type of people, you got a better chance of winning. And your was your sport was so individual. Because it was up to Jimmy Connors. You know, sure, your coach could help you in preparation for the tournaments. But you had to play your ass off in tournaments or you don't get to the second round. That's, right. that's That wasn't the way it was in baseball. You know, I had eight or nine other guys on the big red machine that helped me win every day. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's the difference in our sports. Has, has that attitude changed, though, Pete? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you said things have changed. You know, certainly... Uh, the money's changed yeah. uh, and, and uh, uh, the, the athletes now, I guess in all sports are, are said to be bigger, stronger, faster, better because of their training. Is that true? I don't know about that. I mean, you know, I don't know, but athletes train more than we train. Let me ask you a right. question. And if it's too personal, don't answer it. What's the most money you ever made in a year in the, in the tennis world? Uh, I, I, you know, out playing the tournaments and, and, and prize money, I, I think, uh, I, I think I might've gotten, you know, to a million dollars or so, maybe a little more. Well, the uh, most I ever made is when I was player manager, uh, 85, six, and I made 2.2 million. Mm-hmm. That's the most I ever, if I was playing today, 2.2 million would be a 210 hitter. Right. That's what 210 hitters make today. Isn't that something? Yeah, it is something. And, and most of the tournaments that I watch in tennis, Nadal and, and Federer and those guys, were they getting a million dollars to win tournaments? Right. Uh, well, to win the Grand Slams, they're making three, uh, three, 3.5, something like that, 3.5 million to a, God bless to, them. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, my, I guess my point uh, to that, Pete, was, you know, uh, you laid the groundwork for all that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and help make all that possible. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my, my feeling is, is in baseball, do, do the players today appreciate that? I would think they do. I mean, just like we appreciated Marvin Miller. That's the mm-hmm. guy to put our union together. Hey, Jimmy, my first year I signed with the Reds out of high school, went to Geneva, New York to play class D ball. Mm-hmm. You know what my salary was? 400 bucks a month. <laughs> and we only worked five months. Yeah. How'd you live? How'd you survive? Yeah, that? My first year in the big leagues in 1963, I, I upped that all the way to 7,000 a year. They make five point uh, 550,000 now as rookies. Right. 
and I got and I won rookie of the year and I got a whopping five thousand dollar raise. Well, listen, back at the time you appreciated it. I got more than that right here in my uh, in my oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. So That's a good so, wad right there. I mean, it's unbelievable. I just hope these guys appreciate, you know, because I think I'm like your dad in this respect, because one thing that we both loved, okay, the way I watched it, when I watched your dad play, and I think he watched me play the same way, we loved and appreciated the fans. Oh, yeah. You, if you don't have fans, you don't get, you don't have nothing. What's the mm -hmm. sense of going out and play a ball game? You know, I learned a long time ago, Jimmy, that, you know what seats are for? They're for asses. Right. Okay. I you get want an ass in every seat, every game you play. Some teams do it right and some teams don't do it right. And mm -hmm. I know when you played a tournament, whether it was a major or, or not, you wanted to see a full house. Exactly. You wanted people to be entertained. You want them to like you. You wanted to like the way you played. Okay. And that that's, I think, I don't think players really worry about fans today. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, that's a lost art, isn't it? I think it is. And, and it's, it's a shame, but I just think that uh, these guys make so darn much money. They don't care. Mm. They don't care. I mean, I never that's thought I'd ever say that, but, uh, you know, I watch two or three games every day and it's just, I'm tired of guys striking out and popping up and, uh, you know, and hitting a home run. Everything is home run, home run, launch angle, whatever this stuff is. And all the guys who changed the rules in baseball over the last 10 years, they all went to college, but none of them played baseball. They were something. Okay. Right. You can't break up a double play. You can't pitch inside. You can't knock over a catcher. You can never you can do any of those things. Your sport has not changed the rules. You still got to, you, you got to serve it. You got to a volley and you got to win points. Right. My, my, my sport has changed considerably. Your, your sport uh, is still very entertaining and you got, you know, really good players. I don't know if those guys hit the ball any harder than you did. I mean, you can only serve it so hard, can't you? Well, I mean, these guys today are, uh, you know, uh, uh, my son, Brett, who is uh, who I do this podcast with, you're talking to him right now. Also, yeah. he uh, he is a uh, is in production and works for uh, for Tennis Channel. Uh -huh. And and he watches a lot of tennis and and he sees the way the game is played today, probably as much, uh, if not more than any, anybody. And the difference in, in today and, and then is, is the equipment has really changed the game. OK, okay. you know, the, the rackets are bigger. Uh, the, the courts are more or less the same, the same bounce all the time and and uh, they made the clay a little faster they made the grass a little slower the bounces a little higher so they've they've altered some of the uh some of the things that uh, from from my era till now but you know the the you know and like i said before they say the the athletes are you know they're they're in better shape and 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 they're bigger stronger faster and you know but but my my contention and, and i would like your view of this you know nobody ever won a match from the gym you know, yeah. so, you know, so, yeah, and so I know that's important, but you know, where, where do you learn the game? Well, Jimmy, I was, I was so fortunate to, to, to tell you this, that the only person in my life I ever idolized was my dad. Okay. And, and I actually, I actually met seven presidents. You probably met some presidents too, but my dad was an athlete. 
And I grew up in the 50s and 60s, okay? And my dad was a, a, a baseball player. I was the bat boy. A basketball player, I was the uh, ball boy. And he was a great, the greatest football player ever come out of Cincinnati. I was the water boy. So mm-hmm. I was always going to a sporting event. And my dad was really uh, fundamentally sound. And he would never yell at me in front of my peers. He'd always correct me on the way home is the right way to play the game. And why'd you do that? And here's why you shouldn't have did that. And I was really fundamentally sound as a player when I was young, because my dad taught me the proper way of playing the game. I mean, my dad was a tough son of a bitch. I mean, he, 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 I don't know how your dad, your relationship with your dad was, but we athletes that grew up when we grew up, we had to love our dads because they exposed us to sports and they're the one driving us to the practice. And uh, your mom probably drove you to practice half the right. time. Yeah. I mean, that's a full job to take Jimmy Connors to tennis practice because you probably practice it two times a day, every day. That's why you were so damn good. Well, the, the, the thing is, you, uh, you know, my mom taught me the game, Pete, you know, and when, you know, which is different, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about your dad, you know, my, my dad made it uh, possible for me to play, but my mother gave me the game, Wow. you know, so, you know, and, and that was back in a day when, you know, that wasn't really kosher, <laughs> you know, to, you know, to have that. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I want I'm glad you brought your dad up because, you know, because I want to know, because I learned from my mother and my, my grandmother, my grandfather was a boxer. So was I, my dad. I, Really? So I mean, champion of Ohio. Oh, you know, listen, I've been to Cincinnati, you know, growing up in Cincinnati, that's no picnic, you know, so, you know, growing up and, and, and being, you know, being that uh, learning that being a tough kid and all that is, uh, you know, it was important. So obviously that carried over in, into your career, correct? Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, uh, there's only one way to play, Jimmy, and you know, this uh, play the right way. People pat me on the back all the time for the way I played. To be honest with you, every player that plays the game of baseball should play the way I played mm-hmm. because I had the, the fans' best interests. Right. You know, I played for the fans, and I was lucky because I was born three miles from the ballpark in Cincinnati. Wow. I was a hometown kid. Right. Now, the Reds play today at Great American Ballpark. What street's it on? It's on Pete Rose Way. <laughs> I go back there and I go over the bridge and it says Pete Rose way. I got to slap myself. Say, what the hell is going on here? That's pretty special. And, and I remember one time I went to Dayton, which is 50 miles North. And I had a, a tennis exhibition and the guy put chairs on the court and Bobby Riggs. Remember? Uh, Riggs? Of course. And he beat my ass and I had chairs all over the court on his side. I still couldn't beat that guy. <laughs> He, he, he was a character. Oh, he was a character. He was an entertainer. Yeah. He was an entertainer. That was a lot of fun. And of course, I went to Florida one time uh, where I met George Bush to play in Chrissy Everett's tournament. Mm-hmm. Remember, she used to have the tournament down in Florida. Right. I went down there and played net one time, too. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, when I think back of all the good times I had and and all the people I met throughout my life, it's a uh, yeah. You live what if you live right once is enough to live. Yeah. And I've lived right and I've had a lot of experiences and met a lot of great people. And I don't know where the time went, but it's gone. It's, it's went by us. You know, I, I had a birthday a week and a half ago. I was 80 years old. I can't believe it. 
Congratulations. That's super. I, and I can still walk. I can't, <laughs> I can't hit anymore, but I can still walk. <laughs> Jimmy, I never did retire. Okay, because once Ted Williams died, okay, they mm -hmm. put him on ice. Remember, they put him on ice. And I was always worried that Ted Williams would come back and start playing and beat my record. Okay. <laughs> so, so then they cut his head off and they cut his head off. And I knew there was no chance that Ted ever back. <laughs> you knew you were safe then? <laughs> I was safe then because Ted had no head. He's not going to hit with no head. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. So, so well, people. I'll go ahead. I think Brett. it's interesting because so many people think about both of you being so similar. And you guys yeah. are very similar, like oh, yeah. from from your upbringing all the way, you know, to, to now. Our personalities um, are similar. Yeah. Our personalities are similar. Exactly. So we, we didn't give a damn when we played because all we want to do is win. OK. Yeah. And we cared about the fans and we probably took a lot of static throughout our careers. You know, there's people who didn't like the way Jimmy looked, didn't like the way I looked. You know, didn't like the fact that he won this tournament or that tournament or this tournament. And that's just the way it is. And we had to go through a lot of bullshit in our careers. But we did it. OK, because we were having fun. OK, everybody, everybody wanted to be us. But we were the only ones could be us. Does that make any sense? Yes. Because uh, you, you can ask your dad how much dedication you think your dad put into tennis. A lot. The same as I did with baseball. Probably more than anybody else. OK, mm -hmm. yeah. that's why that's why we were so good. I, I don't know about Jimmy, but I didn't have all the greatest uh, sports ability in my life, but I made up for it with desire and enthusiasm. That's what we had. We had enthusiasm. We had desire. You know, we, we were entertainers. He was a tennis player. I was a baseball player. But we were entertainers because we thought we were entertainers. And when people went to watch us play, they got entertained. That's why we're so popular, even today. Yeah. Or, or, that's what I think, too, is that I think people were able to see through the bullshit. Yes. You know, like both of you guys raised by parents, you know, who taught you the grind, right. you know, and then you take it, you know, to the pros and then all the shit and people ripping on you for this yeah. or that. They don't like that you run to first after a walk or they don't yeah. like the way he acts after a win. Who gives yeah. a shit? Like it's about yeah. winning. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, that's I why. The, and I laughed at a lot of people after I did what I did to made fun of me, especially in the minor leagues. Yeah. What are you doing running the first on a base on balls? You showboat, you Hollywood hot dog. Well, I laughed at him later on. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I'm the guy that got all the hits. I'm the guy that's got all the records. You know, my, my best record, Jimmy, is this. And you'll understand this. In the history of sports, okay, I played in more winning games than anybody ever. 1,972 winning games. That's just regular season games. But, right. but what is that? That's a credit to my teammates. Let me give you a lineup real quick, okay? This is a lineup of guys I played with, uh, my teammates, at one time or another. Catcher bench, best catcher in history of baseball. Mm -hmm. Third base, Mike Schmidt, best third baseman in history of baseball. Barry Larkin. Joe Morgan, I think best second baseman in history of baseball. Tony Perez, Frank mm -hmm. Robinson, one of the top five players in history of baseball. Tim Raines, Andre Dawson, mm -hmm. Tom Seaver was a right-hand pitcher. Steve Carlton was a left-hand pitcher. Mm -hmm. And Gary Carter is my backup catcher. That's the type of players I got to hang around with. Wow. You got to play against McEnroe. You got to play against Yvonne Lindell. 
right. you know, guys like that who were really good players. And you have memories about those guys. They beat you sometimes and you kicked their ass sometimes. Right. And when you kicked your ass, you were pissed. You mm. were pissed. I know you were pissed. Right. I, I, I could tell you're pissed walking off the court. Okay. But that's what I liked about it. That's what people loved about you. You hated to lose. Right. Okay. Every athlete should hate to lose. Mm. Am, I, am I wrong by saying that? No. When I, I think I, you're I, right that, that everyone could relate to you guys. Because like a lot of people, they get fame, they kind of change, they become different, but you guys never stop grinding. You right. love the grind. And your average working guy, your average fan relates like that with that. You know, they have as, to get up as every your day dad, work. As your dad playing somewhere, just a participation trophy. What is that all about? <laughs> but, but that's the way our kids are growing up now. Yeah, not my kids. No. I got grandkids playing baseball. I got a, I got another grandson as a football player at Xavier, uh, Xavier High School in Cincinnati. Jimmy, he's the most aggressive kid I've ever seen. He's about 5'11", 214. He just turned, uh, he's a sophomore. He's a middle linebacker. And he, 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 he loves to hit. All he wants to do is knock you on your ass. And he's got a, he's got a, he's always around the ball. And, and his, his school won the state championship last year in football. And he's going to be a starter this year. So uh, his dad is just like me. And he's just like his dad. So that makes him just like me. And he's right. got the same name. He's Pete Rose III. How about that? <laughs> I, I, Pete, I got, I got to go back a, a step because you said, you know, we had passion and, and we had desire. Are, are the, are the intangibles uh, forgotten? You yeah. know, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Because all, all you see, uh, you see guys that hit home runs and they're going to dug out and they're laughing and have fun. And you look at the score and they're losing nine to one. Mm -hmm. So what? So you hit a home run, big deal. Now, if you hit a home run and scores nine to nine, then smile in the dugout and have fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's too many bad teams in baseball. Okay. You don't have bad players in tennis. You don't make the tour if you're not a good tennis player. Correct. Yeah, you're right. But there's a lot of guys playing in the big leagues that aren't, they're just not big league baseball players, but they got 30 teams and you got to fill up the rosters. Right. If I was ASU, I don't know if you follow baseball, but if I was ASU right now, who's got a chance to go in the World Series this year? You could probably name me 10 teams. Okay. That means 20 teams don't have a chance because right. there's 30 teams in baseball. Mm -hmm. So what does that create for those 20 teams? Let's play for myself. Let's see how much money I can make because we're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We're not going to the playoffs. We have no chance. And that's, that's a funny feeling when you're an athlete and you don't have a chance to reach in the top. You understand what I'm saying? I do. You can't reach the top. There's something wrong with the sports you're in. seems like everything is so specialized now, too. Yeah. Like you're yeah. only trying to do one thing, either hitting yeah. a home run or you're there to pitch one inning or even one right. out. Right. You know, where no one's a complete player like, you know, you were back in the day. Well, you know, there's some players play today that don't even own a glove. They're DHs. Yeah. Mm. They never owned it. They, they only own a baseball glove. That'd be like a tennis player. That don't have a racket. <laughs> We're going to use your hand. What's the difference? <laughs> you got to have a glove to be a baseball player. Don't you? I thought right. you did, but maybe you don't. Uh, it's all part of it. Uh, it's all part of it. So uh, when, when you, when you first came in and, and broke in, uh, yeah. uh, correct me, I think it was 1963, correct? Right. Uh, yeah. When, when you came in, 
what was your first attitude and and uh, you know as you put on that uniform that cincinnati red uniform and you went out for your first game what what were your thoughts well you know what jimmy i was fine at the ballpark because when i grew up every kid in cincinnati wants to be a cincinnati red and all of a sudden it's opening day and it, i went to spring training as a non-roster player and i made the team which is unusual to begin with and i'm nervous i'm nervous it's opening day you know, Cincinnati used to have the first game of the season. And if you had a ticket, you got out of school for opening day. We played the first game of the season. Everybody else played on Tuesday. And I'll never forget, I'm in the dugout, and a Cincinnati Enquirer photographer came up, and he brought my mom and dad down the tunnel in those days and said, could I get a picture of your son with you two for the paper tomorrow? And that really woke me up that I'm playing second base for the Cincinnati Reds. And the first time up, I was so nervous. I didn't know whether to wind my ass or scratch my watch. And the guy threw me four <laughs> straight pitches, and I walked, and the next guy hit a home run, Frank Robinson, and I scored the first run of the year. But I, I was elated to be a Cincinnati Red on opening day. And it, it was just it, – it, it was like dying and going to heaven. I think, I don't know if I'll ever experience that, Jimmy, but it's similar. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what they say, Pete, you, know, you go to heaven to see your friends yeah. no, or, or for the weather, you go to hell to see yeah. your friends. <laughs> hey, you know, so it, it's a, it, it's a, a great thing. So uh, let me, let me ask you, you've, you've gone through uh, uh, playing this, playing baseball, you, your career, you went from playing to a manager and a player yeah. and then to a manager, uh, you know, the action and the excitement and 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 thing what you had during that time, uh, I, I know you do. You have youpicktrade.com now. Uh, is, oh, you pick. Yeah, I, what I do, Jimmy, is is you can pay so much, and every every day I'll pick games. Not bet on them. I'll pick them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm using my ex expertise to break down these teams. And if you want to follow my picks. I'm going to win a hell of a lot more than I'm going to lose. Okay. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't when I was gambling, but I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I listen, I know how that goes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been an action guy like you, Pete. Yeah. And you know, I, I had the best of it with the tennis, like you had the best of it with, uh, yeah. with the baseball. And what is it about gambling? that that uh that that sucks you in is it is is it the action it is it, 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 here's here's one thing about me and gambling uh when i gambled i did not like to gamble on anything that i couldn't watch mm -hmm. okay i like you know i like to sit at home and watch a baseball game i like to sit at home and watch a monday night football game okay i'm not hurting anybody right but i just i, I made mistakes i broke the rules and i paid for it Mm -hmm. Okay, I got suspended in 1989. So I've been suspended over 30 years. I mean, I, I could have killed her, Jimmy, and I'd, I'd have been out by now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, I, I get it. And, and but, you know, I, I talked to to my son, Brett, and, and uh, uh, Brett's 41. And yeah. and he 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 gets you. He understands you. He knows you. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, my, my, my thoughts, and, and uh, I hope I'm not stepping out of bounds here no, no is, is that your career is, is on the field yeah. and, and what you produced on the field. 
just like I, I, I was inducted in the Hall of Fame because of the way I played tennis. No question. And, and so, you know, uh, that that's always kind of bothered me that, uh, you know, how things were handled uh, with you back then. Well, they, they, they weren't really fair to me. But when you make a mistake, you can't complain. But I have to tell you one truth. OK, and I, and I swear to God on this. I have never bet on a tennis tournament. <laughs> really? Well, you, you, bet, you and if I would have, I would have bet on you. And if you lost, I'd have got on your ass. If I, uh, if uh, I put my listen, money on Jimmy Connors, he better beat McEnroe. He told me we got lots to talk about. I'll tell you all about the tennis gambling. <laughs> well, it's actually fun. You know, I mean. I like racehorses. You know, I was in the racehorse business and, and uh, that's about the extent of, of gambling I do today. And like, like I'm sitting here right now, there's Aria, there's Mandalay Bay, there's Caesars. I mean, they're right in my backyard. Okay. But uh, uh, because my business is kind of slow right now because Vegas is starting to pick up, but what do I do for a job? Okay. I work 15, 15 days a month, sign autographs for five hours a day. Not at a casino, at a mall. And mm -hmm. this is the only town, this is the only town uh, where this gig works. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why, Jimmy, because last year, 40 million people visited Las Vegas. Yeah. And they were expecting more this year, but the pandemic took care of that. But they're coming back now. So yeah. that's why I live in Vegas. You'd be surprised how many people say, well, he lives in Vegas because he's a gambler. Okay. You won't ever catch me in a casino here. I'm not a casino gambler. Mm -hmm. I've been on horses. I'm not a casino gambler. I don't play craps. I don't play blackjack. I don't, you know, I don't do things like that, but I do bet on horses. Mm -hmm. And the only problem, most of the time when I bet on a horse, it runs like Mr. Ed. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> you must've, we, must we must've had the same horse. <laughs> How do you feel then about, today how the gambling is becoming more and more normalized i don't know extreme. i don't know if your dad knew this so not last year but the year before okay there's 30 managers in baseball did you know that before every game the manager has to fax his lineup to the commissioner's office 15 minutes for the game and you know what they do with it they fax it to mgm resorts yeah that's how that's how much in bed baseball is with the casinos which is fine because right. they're paying these these players three four four hundred million dollars they got to create income other places and there's like 15 out of 15 or 17 ballparks in in the, in the baseball that have casino signs inside the ballparks right so it's okay to take your money and I understand what happened in 1919 with the Black Sox scandal I know what Joe Jackson did you know I mean he took he, he he hit 370 in that World Series, but he took money to throw the games. Okay, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Joe Jackson was a great player. Okay, yeah. I didn't throw any games. I didn't ever. I I bet on myself. Right. I bet on my players because I retired as a player and I needed something extra. Sure, I didn't think I was going to get caught. Anybody breaks the rules never thinks you're going to get caught. If you're speeding down the highway, you don't think there's a cop behind you. All of a sudden, he appears. That's just the way it is. That's life. I can't change it. It's part of my history and I had to live with it, yeah. but I'm still a good guy. 
I'm still great to the fans. Right. Okay. I'm still popular wherever where I go, but that's okay because I, I'm not going to get on Jimmy Connors podcast and bitch about being uh, suspended from baseball because I screwed up. Okay. I screwed up. If I was going to shoot somebody, I'd pull the triggers in my head, my head, because I'm the one that messed up, but mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to be a good person. I'm going to continue to try to sell the game of baseball because I believe I could be wrong. I believe I'm the best ambassador baseball has. And they listen to this, Jimmy, you'll get a kick out of this. The Reds play at the, at the ballpark in Cincinnati. It's called great American ballpark. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm from Cincinnati. I was raised born three miles from the ballpark. I have never been allowed to go in the clubhouse or the batting cage at the ballpark. And, now, and, you think I couldn't help a young player right. by taking him in the batting cage? That's how shallow these people are. It's all, it's a, it's a grudge. Don't you think? I mean, uh, you know, every, everything that you do, you go and you, you sell out, you know, 40, 50,000 seat stadiums yeah. or 25,000 seat stadiums for tennis. And, and you lay your reputation on the line every time you walk out there. And, and then it all, it almost seems like, you know, when it comes right down to it, you know, if you can't do that anymore, they just kind of, you know, like brushing you aside and say, well, we'll, we'll take a chance on the next guy that can, that can sell that out. And, yeah. and is that, is that a fair statement? I think it is. I think it is because uh, I'm not talking about players now, because I get calls every day from players mm-hmm. want me to watch them on TV because they may be in, I told them never admit you're in a slump. Okay. You're in a lull. You're just like, you're not getting any hits right now. Okay. Everybody goes over. I went over 22 once. I remember one time my son was playing baseball and he called me one day and said, dad, can you help me? And his name was Pete. I said, what's up, Petey? He said, I'm over 22. Oh, <laughs> he said, I'm over 22. I said, what the hell are you calling me for? Call Concepcion. I never went over 22. <laughs> I, went over, I went over four a couple of times. <laughs> so what you got to look at, you, can, you can't ever... And never admit that the pitcher's got you in a slump. Mm-hmm. You're just in a lull where you're not getting any hits. Okay, I went over 22 once. It's God's honest truth, and I should have had 11 hits. We we're playing it. We were playing in Chicago, where the grass is that thick. We were mm-hmm. playing in LA, where the grass is that thick. And my one hoppers would hit the grass and stop. They backhand and throw you out. So I wasn't worried because I was hitting the shit out of the ball, but I wasn't getting any hits. Jimmy, right. I made 9,800 outs. Mm. That's more than anybody. Think about that. Right. 9,800 outs. Wow. I batted wow. 16,000 times. Wow. That's crazy. That That is beyond. I heard more national anthems than anybody <laughs> in the history of baseball. <laughs> And take me out to the ball game. Don't know the words. Oh my God! <laughs> well, getting, one thing, getting back to the gambling thing. Like, yeah. I think you're in a position where a lot of people would think you could go the other way with it and be bitter and not like the game and hold a grudge back yeah. at yeah. them. And you're yeah. not. You're like literally the best ambassador the game could ask for. You know, and you think that MLB over the course of time would see this and not think you know he's only for himself or these these you know, cliches they've said in the past, like you love the game so much. You can tell in everything you do. I do. I mean, I do love the game. Cause it's been like Tony Perez would say, baseball, but very, very good to me. That's the way he would say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but baseball has been good to me. It's given me everything that I, 
that I got or ever will have is because of the game of baseball. Right. And I'm not the type of guy who's going to badmouth the game. I'm going to badmouth the game because I screwed up. That don't make much sense to me at all. Yeah. But, you know, some people forgive and some people never forgive. Right. Okay. It's the worst thing in the world. Jimmy Connors, let me ask you a question. When I bet on baseball, did I hurt you? Not a bit. Did I hurt your son? Did I hurt? I hurt my son because I hurt my family. That's mm-hmm. the only people I hurt when I bet on baseball. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's the way I look at it. But the baseball people feel differently. Okay. They're, they're always worried about the rules and everything like that. So uh, rules, you know, I, I broke the rule and, and I, I'm going to tell you right now, I never told anybody this. Me getting suspended from baseball probably cost me a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Because it's been it's been 30 years and I was managing the Reds making three thousand three million a year. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 three times thirty. That's ninety million right there. You right. know, I'd have got some off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Think about that. So so for people who say I had been penalized, they don't know the, the, the really scoop about the whole situation. And I'm not complaining there because I screwed it up. I wish I hadn't. Okay, I wish I hadn't. If I hadn't, I'd had my own podcast today, not Jim, just Jimmy. <laughs> I'd call Jimmy Connors to do my podcast. Uh, it would be a pleasure. That like pretty good, though. Yeah. I think one, I, yours would be pretty entertaining. I'm, I'm having a feeling. Well, we're honest. Yeah. We're honest. And, and, and you're asking questions that I'm not going to duck. Uh, I'm not going to try to make up an answer because I lived it. And if you mm-hmm. live it, you can talk about it. Your dad can talk about it because he lived it. Good, bad, and indifferent. Right. Okay. Everything went roses for Jimmy Connors in his career. He had some drawbacks. I'm sure he did. But he got over them. He hurdled them. He, he went on to the next deal. Okay. How old was you when you retired from competitive tennis? Uh, 40, 41. Well, I led the league in tennis when I was 40. I, 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 retired, I, I, but baseball is easier than tennis. Okay, as far as on the body. And and I played I played till I was 45 years old. Spectacular. They made me quit. I I remember I told you a story about Ted Woods. I never did retire because I was always scared he's gonna come back and beat my record. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you. But Pete, I, I you know your your love for the game is is uh, so obvious. Uh, but but look look, there's there's other things that have happened in other sports also. Yeah. Uh, it, in basketball, they they had a controversy with uh, with the ref, yeah. um, the yeah. Houston at Donahue, right? Uh, yeah. The Houston the Houston Astros uh, stealing the basket- signs, stealing his signs. Right. And what do you think about that? I mean, that's well, ridiculous. Like the when they talk integrity of the game, when like well, when they talk yeah. about you. Well, let me tell you one thing about that, okay? And I mean this sincerely. If you could be a hitter in the big leagues. If I told you what was coming, if you oh, know what's coming, baseball was easy. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't know what's Listen. coming. It becomes a little harder. That's like if, if your dad was playing and this guy always served at the backhand or always served at the forehand, you would know that now, if he can do either, it's confusing. You can't really guess at it. If I know a fastball is coming, I can look for it. If I know a curveball is coming, I could look for it. That's just the way it is. But if mm-hmm. you know what's coming, hitting is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a sport where you fail 
seven out of 10 times and go to the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Jimmy Connors has been served three out of 10 and go to the Hall of Fame. So when they talk integrity, when it comes to like the stuff that you went through in 89, yeah. how can they let this fucking thing slide? You know, when they didn't even, none of the players got suspended. So what happens it, if Altuve- Because they can't the spell integrity, integrity. Baseball can't spell integrity, okay? I mean, they, they think they're doing a hell of a job. And I would have to say, I hope it's, I'm not, I hope it's not true, but I think the ratings of baseball are probably going down. And why do you say that? Just the way the game's played. Just there's too many bad teams. Mm, And the thing I hear all the time, Jimmy, about baseball, and they never address it, is the games are too long. Mm. Because every pitch, every player steps out, readjusts his gloves. And, and there's so many pitching changes today and it takes time for pitching changes, mm-hmm. but there again, people are fickle too. Okay. If you're a Dodger fan and you go to the Dodgers stadium tonight and the Dodgers get beat one to nothing, the game took an hour and 50 minutes. You're pissed off on the way home. If you come back tomorrow night and the Dodgers win 16 to two and the game took four hours, you're happy on the way home. Mm-hmm. It don't make any sense. And if you watch the baseball on TV, there's two things fans are doing in the stands. You know what they are? Sure you do. They're eating. Right. Or they're talking on their phone. Right. One of the two. And mm-hmm. people complain to me all, all the time about the, the ticket prices for baseball. Baseball will always be the best bargain in sports because you play 81 home games. Mm-hmm. But with these guys that complain, they'll buy the ticket, they'll go to the ballpark, they'll eat three hot dogs and drink four beers. <laughs> Eat before you go to the ballpark. Are you going right. to the ballpark to eat? Or are you going to the ballpark to watch a game? Yeah, but but it is it like it, eating too? It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's fun yeah. to have a couple hot dogs. <laughs> the, the people who make out the best are concessionaires. Totally. They love rain delays because everybody right. goes and buys another beer. Right. But it's the experience now, right? It, it's uh uh don't it, but and I and I kind of look at that with tennis too, because a lot of uh, the bigger tournaments, uh, I'll say the one in Palm Springs, the one in Miami, the Grand Slams, they make it, you know, so the tennis uh, uh, isn't really the show. They, you know, they have great restaurants, they have entertainment, they have uh, bars, they have they have a, a lot of other Nobu. things. Uh, I'm sorry. They have like Nobu and Indian yeah. Wells. So it's like all this other stuff besides just the tennis. Yeah. So, so but the thing it, about tennis, Jimmy, the fans have to be quiet. They'll kick your ass out of there. Yeah, see, I never liked that either. Well, <laughs> I, you, I didn't, like, you didn't have many hecklers, did you? No, but I like the I like the fans being a part of it. And uh, you know, uh, when when I played, when we first moved to Flushing Meadows from uh, from the Forest Hills, the West Side Tennis Club, you know, where the airplanes were flying over and people were walking in between during the game, and that never bothered me. I, I you know, I kind of liked that. I, I knew that they, you know, that it was alive and people were there. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and but you're right. I mean, you know, ten, you know, in golf is the same way. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you know, don't uh, don't you know if you can't concentrate, it's you know, right. I, I, would, I would, I would four footer. He has a four footer on the eighteenth hole. If he makes this, he's going to win the tournament. I'm saying, what the hell are you whispering for? Right, I'm turning my volume up on my TV. Speak up, goddamn it! I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to stand in like like uh, in any baseball player. 
right. uh, with uh, with 45,000 people yelling and screaming and going crazy and try to hit a, a 98 mile an hour fastball. I mean, that was, you know, but, but you know, the, the, that's where concentration, that's where, you know, your technique, that's where yeah. everything comes in, in, in my opinion. You know, why do some guys do that and, and others don't? That's my question. I, I played a game one time at Shea State in the playoffs at 73, okay? We had to leave the f a field because so much debris thrown on the field. And this is the God's honest truth. I'm playing left field, and the guy threw an empty Jack Daniels bottle out of the third deck and missed me like a foot and a half. That's the truth. And just like a damn New York fan, the bottle was empty. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> he wasn't going to give me a swig. He drank it all. You know, Pete, you 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 weren't just a one position player. You played, you know, five different positions, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, so, I, here's another thing I do at banquets, and don't please don't ask me my favorite position because that's awful personal. Okay. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> every one of us on this, on this podcast right now have a favorite position, and I'm the only one that's going to say first base. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I made our <coughs> team in five different positions, first base, second base, third base, left field, right field, mm -hmm. because I had to move to let other guys play. But every time I moved, it helped the team. It mm -hmm. helped the team get better. And that's why I wouldn't, I wasn't afraid of uh, failing because when I, I went from second to third, I worked hard. When I went from there to the outfield, I worked hard, you know, because you had to own a glove. You had to play defense in the National League. American League, you don't. You can be a DH. That's it. That's like pinch hitting four times a night. That's a dream job. That's a dream job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't waste no energy on defense. You're just like an offensive player in football. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The so sports have changed. NBA is all three pointers. Okay. Um, baseball is all home runs. Okay. Hockey's still a good game. They Hockey, beat, yeah. Those guys are tough. They beat the hell out of each other. I'm getting ready to watch the, the Golden Knights uh, beat Minnesota tonight to advance the second round. And if you guys ever come to Vegas, Jimmy, this is the truth. If you want an experience, and I know you've had a lot of experience with uh, venues and, and people, the, the, best, the best experience you'll ever have is going to a hockey game in Las Vegas which is nine tenths of a mile down the street on the strange, same side of the street I live on. Mm -hmm. It is an unbelievable experience because you know, one thing about Vegas, they know how to put a show on. Oh yeah. And it's such a, it's such a fun event to go to a hockey game here in Vegas. I've been to hockey games in other cities and they're nice, but it's nothing like Las Vegas. There's always something going on, something exciting. It's when amazing. I it's amazing. Wow, how much fun is it talking to the baseball legend Pete Rose? Stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Pete, coming soon. In the meantime, don't forget to follow our socials at ADVConnors on Twitter, at AdvantageConnors on Instagram. You can follow Jimmy at JimmyConnors and Brett underscore Connors is me. Until next time, we'll check in with you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.